Guys, are you worried that you're losing your hair? Do you look in the mirror and see less hair looking back at you? Maybe you're thinking, it's cool, I'll shave it. Or I'll just wear a hat from now on. Or maybe even, I'll just break the bank to get plugs. But before you shave, hide, or replace your hair, have you thought about regrowing it? Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. Not just once, but every month. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash regrow. Do it today, and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash regrow. This is Old School on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to Old School. I'm here. It's okay, everybody. You can turn your radios back on. Nah, I'm just kidding. You come here for Jay. You come here for DP. Let them know you're listening. Hit them with a what's up, DP. What's up, Jay? 402-464-5685. Honda Lincoln Hotline. Starter Heyman Text Line. Join us. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. See their beautiful smiling faces Twitter on their Nebraska gear. On the Twitter. DP not wearing a hat. On the Twitter. You see his bald head. How you just come off the bench just, just <laughs> you know, just talking foul? Vinny you Johnson, got, what is he going to do? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, how, how I got I I had to hold a two year old's mouth. I got bit like twice. I was holding her mouth open while Barico, I was. Barico, I'm sorry. How's I'm sorry. Our, how, I, how is that our problem? I can't. I didn't. I didn't yell at her. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. But you had I, time, you got you didn't deserve that. You had time well, to process before you got here. Right? You did, GP. You didn't deserve that. But Rico, I heard you talk about the what's up. You said right. you enjoyed it when I wasn't here. Right. So you, and you, that's why you got that in my peripheral over uh-huh. there. You may have deserved this. Mm-hmm. Rico, DP, you, you didn't deserve you it. You want to read what you wrote so you can get to your, your discussion point in. Uh, I was asking when you were talking about um, bringing in um, former players in, you know, positions like you bring in a quarterback to talk to quarterbacks, you bring in a running back to talk to running backs. I was wondering if – I want to ask you guys if you could bring in former players from – those recruit states to maybe talk about you know, you know coming from this state going to Nebraska and how how they adjusted and how much they enjoyed their time in Nebraska and what have you. So I know that Utah has, regardless of the position, Utah and uh, University of Virginia have uh, what they call their their ambassadors, and their ambassadors are former players, former alumni, who are you know they keep track of where those folks are and where they're from, where they where they currently live. So that for recruiting purposes, they can, in fact, send somebody right. um, that understands where this kid's coming from. They know the area. They know uh, the community, the culture. They know that stuff. And then they can then relate that to the recruit uh, and the family and mm-hmm. explain why you want to do it. So for all the there's a ton of Huskers who are from the D.C. area. And so their ability to rely on one another and lean on each other. Jay, is there anything that like that that exists here? I'm sure that they. I mean, I don't know if they got a ambassador program, but I'm sure. I mean, Nebraska spread 
worldwide. They got a pretty good network. I just think that, you know, the easy way is like, oh, let's, you know, get a whole bunch of money and get recruits and, you know, get, you know, all the top, I don't know, say 20 recruits that you can get, then all of a sudden the program is going to be in the up and up. But ideally, if you supplanted, let's just say, three five-star recruits, which is would be astronomical, and just say uh, eight four-star recruits in Lincoln right now, they would have an impact. All of them wouldn't have an impact. Some of them would have an impact, but would the impact be so much that we're going to go 12-0? I d- doubtful. Now, if those same 11, then you say you get another eight the next year, six and all that other stuff, four years from now, mm-hmm. you'll be talking about that 11 or that first kind of group to do it. What it, what I'm saying is, yes, it, those would be additions that would be welcomed without with open arms or with, with, with open arms. But ultimately, the guys on the team control – the you know what's going to happen and and look if again if i was talking to him like you guys got a great opportunity here you don't have you know yes the last year's schedule was hard right that's that's fine and it was hard the year before the schedule was set up for success that doesn't mean that there's going to be success but the schedule excuses out the opportunity excuses out because now you have an you, you have an opportunity to be a part of the year or the class or whatever, you know, comes out of it. That's the bridge to future success. So you will be in some ways, if everything goes, you know, like how everybody would want it to go, you'd be immortalized as that group. Right. And that doesn't happen a lot in college football. You, you get what I'm saying? You you generally just plug in there. Like when you go to Ohio state, they are already going to win, you know, eight, nine, 10 games just every year. To be part of the class that kind of gets Nebraska over the hump or the team that gets Nebraska over the hump is a tremendous amount of opportunity. So, John, John Thompson used to talk about that it, there always takes a team to turn a program into a program. Right. Right. There has to be one specific group of players, one roster year, right. that starts to change the culture so that yeah. the standard is changed from that point forward. Nebraska needs that team to show up pretty quickly. Right? Yeah, on uh, the whenever the game is, right? What was it August what twenty seventh? Right, like it's it's, it's got to happen whenever that game is, yeah. so that the way business is done going forward, nobody would any- know any different. Because right. if you if you say Nebraska wins eight games this year, um, and just just say eight games the next year, mm-hmm. right? The way stuff was done, like the the you know prior you know first like three years, that's obsolete. You're going to deal deal with the now, so that's what I'm saying. You control the now, and you know it, it's not like I think Mike well, Loxley had done a really good job over there in Maryland, but they're not. They're Maryland's not thinking we can win the East. You know what I mean? No. Nebraska realistically can take hold of this thing and be in the running for the West with being three and nine the year, year before. And yeah, it, you know you had the article where Nebraska was the you know the pick or whatever, but ultimately. That's all like playtime. That's kid. That's little kid games. Now the real deal is if you if if you decide as a group, as a whole, and it, it is everybody. Just say from the janitor for the, to the guy that turns the lights on to the people that welcome you to every everybody says you know what. We are gonna do everything we need to do to do this. Then, you know that's how you see it. They see it happen. So that's why again I would ask, what are you willing to sacrifice? When you got here, what you talk about is 
there was a standard in place that let you know what was acceptable, what wasn't acceptable, what the what the what the minimum was, and what Max really looked like. Yeah, well, the minimum didn't do so well. Right, <laughs> right. The maximum is what you needed to do, mm-hmm. and then you had to go to the super max in order to beat a guy out. Now, I was fortunate enough to come in and see Troy Dumas play as an all-conference and, you know, end up going to the Kansas City Chiefs and drafted. Behind him was a guy named Clint Brown, who's a college football coach now. I think he might be at North Texas, I think, right now, defensive coordinator. Um, But he showed me the way. Like, literally held my hand. Now, there was other guys in between that, and I always tell people, I wasn't – I wasn't picked to start coming out as a redshirt freshman out of spring. I wasn't thought of to be the kind of like they didn't the, protect you with that. They, you, they couldn't have. No, but they had other guys that they had probably hoped that would take the position or you know really take advantage of the opportunity. But I was shown the way the work and what you need to do by one. I saw it from everybody that was playing, whether they were starters or in our second string. They used to have uh, yellow jerseys and it'd be like we they used to call themselves the Killer Bees. Um, and I saw it from everybody on there, from even the guys that weren't on the first or second unit. So I saw it. Then when they were telling me about it, then it all matched up, and then they have somebody, you know, that I could emulate. And um, now I think they have guys that they – I guess if I could really get down to it, I think they, they have guys as younger players that they can emulate. I think some of the younger players were emulating guys that are now in those leadership roles um, last year. So that's why I think they have the a better like holistic, I guess, or whatever you want to call it, leadership. And I think it, you know, with the combination of the new coaches and experience, I think they they should be fine. I, I mean, look, I always say this: if I was a high school linebacker, that was, I don't know, what's the average linebacker? If I was six two, six three, what I am, what two ten, I guess, right? I mean, and uh, they're coming to me, and it's a big school like Nebraska. It's not like. Northwestern coming off three and nine, or like even, well, Maryland is a little different because you got College Park and you got DC. But to say Purdue or Illinois is coming off a three and nine, Nebraska is coming off three and nine, and I'm a player at a position of need, mm-hmm. right? Knowing that when I played, you know, we didn't, we didn't, we hardly finished games because we were, you know, we were trying to build depth and all that. So kind of like how Dabo Sweeney was talked about, you know, in a game that was pretty close, they were able to get a lot of players to play. But I knew if I coming here, I was going to be able to play potentially all all game. Now, one, I know I could produce individually. But then I think, okay, I could be a part of something that kind of gets a big school back to Nebraska, which gives you more. Nebraska has more cachet than Purdue and Illinois being in there. You know what I mean? College football is all good with Nebraska as well. So if I could be a part of that, that's a tremendous opportunity. That's where I would be like I would be open to it. I think as we have the conversations – um, I think finding out how this works or how it should work has to be a c- part of the, the conversation. Like, you just have to have a GPS, and it's just not there. So um, we'll throw it to break. Uh, we'll come back. We'll talk about the NBA playoffs, and then we'll bring in a special guest. We'll do that next.